ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Podcast. Children of all ages, boys and girls, dogs and kitties, let me introduce you the host, the one, the only, Philip. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Podcast. This is episode number 34. And today, we're going to talk about the big TV debut this past Wednesday for another new, prof- a new professional wrestling promotion, AEW, which debuted on TNT this past Wednesday. And we're going to give our thoughts and recap it. And I have two guests joining me. Uh, they're no stranger to this podcast, uh, Derek Jones and Fergus Ferguson. Uh Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show, guys. Thank you. Uh, uh, well, what a big TV debut on the AEW, which is called Wednesday Dynamite, uh, which is going to be take me a while to get uh, get used to saying that name, <laughs> Wednesday Dynamite. What, what do you guys start on the name of the show anyways, the Wednesday Dynamite? I like it. You like it. How about you, Fergus? Um, yeah, it works. It runs. That, that's about the two things you really want. I don't think the the name just a weekly show matters that much. Could just be AEW, and that could have been it, and I wouldn't really been that concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now we're gonna talk about the matches. the The first opener match, which is you know Cody Rose against Sammy. Uh, I know there's a lot of people, or some people, criticize the opener with Cody opening the show. I actually don't mind. I guess it, the way I see it, Cody's more recognized name, so you want you know people to to tune in to see. Oh, he I, he was in WWE, or you know this and that. Um, I thought the match was good. Uh, a solid match. Um, what what are your thoughts on the opener? Uh, start with you, uh, Derek. Yeah, I thought it was a good opener. It was a good, hot way to start the show. I figured going in that they would probably open with that match anyway, and uh, it didn't disappoint. This was probably the you know biggest match of Sammy Guevara's life, so he put on a really good show, and I think he impressed a lot of people. But yeah, it was a smart move to open the show with this match. What about you, uh, Fergus? Yeah, the same. I really enjoyed the match. The only thing overall with the show I thought was a bit weird for their uh, TV debut. It just seemed to um, assume that people were already familiar and watched the pay-per-views previously. But other than that, as far as the match quality went, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. The only thing I do complain about, you know, Cody was over as a, as a face, which no issue, but my issue is his wife was acting like a heel and she like, you know, interfered part of the match. I like, I mean, come on, Cody is a face. And that's my, well, on the, I'm old school. If you're a heel, you're, you're a heel. If you're a face, she should do not interfere. She just act like, you know, like Miss Elizabeth. She doesn't, when she was a match, match, she doesn't rarely interfere the matches. Um, what are you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, start with you, Fergus. Um, yeah, you raised a good point there. Like, I just realized after you said that, that Cody Rhodes was meant to be the, the face. And I only just realized that after you said it. So, you have a fair point there. And how about you, Derek? Yeah, I see where you're coming from. You know, you want the lines to be pretty clear in that regard. I mean, I, I understand that, you know, they did that spot where Cody went out for the dive and Sammy kind of pulled her into it. So I guess the point was that she got her revenge on that. But yeah, I mean, if she's going to be out there and Cody's going to be positioned as the baby face, then she should probably not interfere. Yeah. And then after the match, um, after the handshake, uh, you got Chris Jericho interfere, uh, not interfere, attack him to develop the field they got to have with their match for the AEW next pay per view uh, next month. It's called Full Gear, isn't it? Right. Yeah, Full Gear for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Um, that's understandable. And then now on to the second match, which is uh, 
who I think is a future star, MJF, who, who defeated uh, Brandon Cutler. Now, there's some, that match was a little bulge, I think, in a certain spot by Cutler, but I thought it was okay. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Start with you, Fergus. Um, yeah, great. There was a few bunches to the, the actual match, but I think, um, as you said, MJF is going to be a future star. He's a great heel. He definitely gets heat, and that's what you want, especially as a um, wrestler that hasn't had much exposure outside AEW, so he's kind of a a fresh character and fresh heel for people to hate on the new product. Yeah. And how about you, Derek? Yeah, I, mean, I couldn't agree more. Uh, MJF is probably one of the best heels in the entire business right now, and the fact that AEW has him is a huge coup for them. Uh, he's just such a hateable personality, and he doesn't turn it off. You know, he's really dedicated to that, and it really shines through. Match quality-wise, maybe not his strongest, you know, asset, but that charisma and that personality is going to take him really far. As far as Brandon Cutler is concerned, you know, the the botches, you know, that was kind of one of my first real exposure to him, so I wasn't overly impressed. But, you know, who knows what his future holds. But as for MJF, yeah, very impressed. Now, for MJF, is he be should he be a world champion sooner than later, or we have to we want to wait until build him up a little bit more? Um, what do you think, uh, Derek? He he could be. You, you never know. I personally would probably take the same approach like with Hangman Page, and that you would probably want to wait a little bit until he's ready for that spot. Plus, Chris Jericho is just doing such a good job. With the title right now, I wouldn't take that title away from Jericho anytime soon. But I do expect MJF within the next two years, maybe, to be at that top spot. Okay. How about you, Fergus? Yeah, I'd say the same. Probably Wade is not really that type of character, at least at the moment, that you'd have in your world title picture. He's more of kind of on the the level of Miz, like a good mid-carder you'd have, like... Dude. Off the top of my head, do they have like a, a mid card belt at the moment? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think yeah. so. No, I don't think so. They only have world world title, obviously, and then you got the tattoo titles, which will crown eventually, and we just crown a new women championship. Uh, just this past week, which we will talk about it. They, they don't have no mid title yet. I don't think they got bring it yet, or I don't know if it's that up in the air. But uh, anyways. On the third match, which I actually enjoy, Pac, uh, who defeated him and Alan Page, which is a, I thought it was a good match. Um, and that match was scheduled for that uh, pay-per-view, I believe it was in All Out pay-per-view or, or another pay-per-view. I can't remember which. I think maybe Double or Nothing, but yeah, it, was some double or back, nothing. it was a Double or Nothing, yeah. Yep. And, but because the backstage issue, some people report say FISA issue that Pac have and some other rumors about him not putting other people don't want to get job or something like that but anyways what are your thoughts on this match start with you Derek yeah that was a pretty good match I thought it probably could have been a little better but I thought I enjoyed it overall uh, Pac is an amazing performer and uh, it's cool to see him back on you know a big TV spot like this and uh, Hangman Page, he's he's coming along really nicely, slowly but surely. It kind of took me off guard to see him lose, but mm-hmm. clearly they're going for the redemption story for him to build him back up at a later date. But for right now, Pac is someone who you can position in a, a good spot in the company. So him racking up wins over Page and Omega at All Out, you know, that's really good for him. How about you, Fergus? Yeah, I'm really surprised at how strong um they're pushing Pack, especially with the supposed issues they had with him. Like, I was really surprised that he tapped out Adam Page as quick as he did. So I'm really interested to see like where they're going to take him and how far they're going to push him in AEW. Yeah, uh, and Adam Page, just like MJF, um, he has a bright future. Uh, I think he could be a, a top star. Um. And I'm old school. I think they should build him up just like MJF, which I, they should do. Um, this is kind of like 
the Rockets don't coach Steve Austin, you know, they were mid carters, you know, before the intercount they feel with the intercount championship once upon a time. And then become a top star. I think they should do the same, not the same gimmick or anything like that, but you know, that's what they should do with both uh Anna Page and and MJF. In fact, talent I I'm glad I see him back on TV. Um WWE they didn't use him properly. I mean I like they do with him with the cruiserweight title on and stuff, but other than that, they didn't with a good job. Um but anyways on to the next match that it we crowned a new AEW Women's Championship. Now, this is my maybe second, third time seeing those two women wrestle. Um, it's me. Now, I may botch the names, and because I'm, I'm the master of botching names, mess people's names up. Uh, Nila Rose versus Rio, for, and we crowned a new Women's Champion, which Rio surprisingly won the Women's Championship. I thought Nila Rose going to win it, and I thought the match was okay. Um, maybe not as good as the women in NXT, which, by the way, compete against NXT in the, the first ever Wednesday War. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, start with you, Fergus. Uh, I thought the match was alright. I was very surprised that um, Rio won over Nyla Rose. It, it was very comical how small the belt is. You know, Rio is like a small woman. Some people said on Twitter they look like a bracelet and so forth, and <laughs> I'd have to agree. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that belt, oh man, I I felt like, what the heck is that? is that? Is that supposed to be a belt? <laughs> but oh, how about you, Derek? Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the match. I thought it wasn't the best performance I've seen, especially out of Rio. I've seen her have a lot of better, a lot better matches than that. Uh, Nyla Rose. I know they want to, you know, have her position as this dominant monster character for the women's division, but she still has a little bit of work to do. But um, I too was like really surprised that Rio won, uh, especially with just how she was thrown around all throughout the entire match. But um, hey, the crowd, they loved her. They they really love her. So it was a pretty good move putting the championship on her. Yeah, and we and. We- to top it off, Britt Baker was on the commentary, so I'm assuming she may be next in line for the women's championship. Maybe, maybe for the full gear pay per view, or who knows? We're we're just ahead. It'll be interesting for the next coming months or so. Now, on to the main event: six man tag team match. Um, now I don't know. I miss certain things. I can't remember some of the. I know they didn't do this. There's some backstage segments, this and that, but. Um, I'll talk to you about the main event, which is AEW World Champion Chris Chargo team with the LAX against Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. And we will talk about it in the ending in a minute, but the match itself, I thought it was good. I don't think it's the best match, but I thought it was good. Crowd was into it, and then of course you got Sean Moxley interfere or his feud with um, Kenny Omega for their match at Full Gear. Um, well, on your thoughts on that match, start with you, Fergus. Um, I was very surprised that AEW wants to set themselves as a new alternative to WWE, mm-hmm. and they closed their weekly show with a six-man tag. I found pretty amusing. <laughs> uh, yeah, the match was all right. I don't have too much to say about that one. Yeah. And what about you, Derek? Uh, yeah, I mean, the highlight of the match was – Moxley putting Omega through that glass table, which I mean, I'm sure the table was gimmick, but that yeah. was still a pretty dumb spot, but still cool, still a really cool spot to look at. But yeah, other than that, you know, the rest of the match wasn't overly special, just cool seeing the young bucks do their thing. And LAX, Santana, and Ortiz getting a little spotlight in there, but yeah, it was an okay match. Yeah, and now at the end, they and now we read read reports about a with uh Jack Swagger debut, or I, I should say Jake Hanger, who's Bellatar's MM star and former WWE superstar. Um come attack uh Dustin Bowles, which Dustin when Coley got jumped, the young bucks got jumped, and then here comes Jake Hager Hager. Attack and then it seemed like they're, we have a new stable form. 
And it, the crowd loved it. And I, I think we heard, I heard Chance say we are the people when he was making an appearance. Um, and then it seemed like we, had, like I mentioned, it seemed like we have a new stable form with Jake Hager, Chris Chargo, and LAX. What are your thoughts on the ending? Um, start with you, Fergus. Uh, I thought at first it was really cool to Jake, see Jake Swagger run out of Jake Hager. And then the more it went on, it was almost like you could tell they were just waiting it for to go off air. Like every time I just look at Jack Swagger, he's just awkwardly standing there and like someone to tell him to kind of do something. I'm like, <laughs> like they didn't seem to have much planned after like the attack. Like he'd, he'd just look at the camera, then do something, then look back. So I thought that was pretty awkward, but the actual run and see him pop up was really cool. How about you, um, Derek? It was really cool to see the crowd react to it as big as they did. Uh, I've personally never really been a huge Jack Swagger fan. I never really looked at him as a real main eventer, despite the different start and stop pushes for him. So having him be the big surprise at the end was a little, I was a little taken aback by it. But the way they positioned it with him kind of as like a bodyguard kind of role for Jericho and seemingly setting up this new faction, I can get into uh that kind of spot for him, being in the background, not really talking as much and kind of just doing the dirty work for uh, Jericho. I can dig that. So overall, really uh, really good ending. Really wild ending. Yeah, um, I can get behind. I don't hate Jake Hager, but I'm not excited or a big fan of uh, don't hate him, don't care, but I do like what role or maybe potential role he plays, maybe as a like you mentioned, maybe like a sort of like an in enforcer, some sort, I guess, or insurance policy or something like that. Right. And the this will be interesting how they get built up with the I guess the new stable. I'm curious what's the name of the stable. I hope something not lame. Uh uh we'll see. Um now there's report I don't know if you read the rumors, but there's rumor reports that Coley Want to buy war games from WWE? What are your thoughts on it, uh, Derek? Yeah, I, I guess there are rumors that he's interested in purchasing purchasing it back from WWE. I don't think mm-hmm. it'll happen. I think yeah. Triple H likes having it for NXT because clearly Vince does not want that on the main roster. So I think Triple H, you know, wants to hold that tight, and I don't think he's willing to give that up to uh, the competition. So maybe Cody could do some alternative to it, maybe like a watered down version of it. But mm-hmm. I don't see that leaving WWE's hands anytime soon. How about you, uh, Fergus? Yeah, I, I don't think as much as that it costs it, it'd really be worth doing. I'd assume they just have the trademark on War Games and not in the actual match, and they just do whatever the other promotion calls. Just call just just call it something else and save yourself. The money and bothering to get the rights back. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's what TNA do uh, with their version of War Games. I can't remember the name of it. You remember the the name of their gimmick they use? Lockdown, I think. Isn't it? Yeah, like Lethal Lockdown, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. So they use like a different name, and they come up with some crazy, <laughs> crazy. They have weapons sometimes on on the cage and this and that. A uh, little different. I think that's what WWE did last year or two years ago, maybe. Uh, they were all using the NXT with the weapons on the cage or something like that. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Now, I enjoyed the announcing team. Uh, Tony Schiavone is good to see him. It's been a while. Jim Ross. Now, Jim Ross has, it's not good like he used to be, but I thought they featured her. Plus, you got um, that, what's that mask guy name? <laughs> it's Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. That's how you put, yeah. I thought they see each other pretty well, all three. The commentary was pretty excellent. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, for, for, start with you, Fergus. Um, yeah, so as you said, JR's level uh, of excitement seems a bit lower, being expected with age, but I thought the commentary was quite good. Uh, I was definitely JR's commentary has improved since he commentated for um New Japan, so can only get better from here. How about you, uh, Derek? Yeah, I thought the commentary was fine. Uh, it was uh, nice to hear Tony Schiavone on a, a TNT show calling wrestling again for the first time in almost 20 years. I thought that was surreal 
hearing his voice again on a mainstream wrestling show like this. So that that's definitely a plus. I thought out of the three of them, he really shined the most, at least for me. And of course, Excalibur is really good in his role. And JR, like you guys mentioned, has lost a bit of a step. But, you know, when he's really motivated, he can really drive home the gravity or the weight of whatever situation is going on in the ring. So overall, commentary worked for me. Yeah. Um, the Tim Rawls, Tony Schiavone, not they're no strangers back in the WCW days. So it kind of take me back from WCW days, flashback, basically. And But anyways, now on the, the show overall, this, this past Wednesday, Wednesday night, Dynamite, what is your grade on the show? Uh, if you want to rate, uh, what's your rate? Maybe 10 as the best and zero as the worst. Uh, start with you, Derek. Uh, right out the gate, I'd probably give it maybe 8.5 out of 10, probably. It was, it was a pretty strong debut. Nothing perfect, but, you know, as your first show, it was pretty good. How about you, uh, Fergus? Um, I'd give it a 6. My biggest problem, the match quality was fine and everything else. Just the way it was presented as if it's your debut show. There's people tuning in for the first time. And mm-hmm. I'd watched double or nothing i watched the pay-per-views after that and the way they just assumed that the new viewers um would know what was happening there's new feuds introduced i thought they could have done a lot more to put over the characters this is this person like mm. they're presenting this big alternate product and just seemed to assume anyone was watching was already following aew was my biggest complaint with it now now the guy having the this Wednesday, or I should say this coming Wednesday, their second show on TNT this Wednesday. If there's something we want you to improve on compared to their first show, what will it be? Maybe more segments, maybe character development, which I think they need to work on. Because I see, I haven't seen much uh, promos, very little, and not much segments, which is not a bad thing, but you don't want 30, 40 minutes lane statement that WWE, WWE did. Um, but that's my 10 cents. But what what do you think? Uh, start with you, Fergus. Yeah, well, don't go with it like WWE, but maybe just like some intro packages, like just to recap people, what's happening in AEW, like get them really hyped for the for the next pay-per-view and just that everything introduce the characters a little bit more, but still show your alternative to WWE seemed to be way more match focus or like make note of that to people like, Hey, like if you want actual wrestling each week, also tune into this was also having a bit more character development. How about you, um, Derek? Yeah. I mean, they showed like a little promo package before the, uh, Cody Sammy Guevara match. And, mm-hmm they didn't really do much else throughout the rest of the show. So I think that that's definitely something that they need to do a lot more of. I felt that way about NXT, the, like those first two weeks of NXT on a uh, USA network. Uh, they had a lot of great matches and stuff like that, but they didn't really do a whole lot to introduce you to certain characters, especially like certain main talent that you want to focus on uh, that kind of stuff. So that's definitely something the AEW should do a lot more of uh, next week and throughout their entire run, you know, build anticipation for the pay-per-view. And and there's ratings released between AEW, Wednesday Dynamite, and NXT on the USC Network past Wednesday, which AEW drew, what, 1.4 million million figures. I was close to say $1.4 million. (laughs) And (laughs) And also NXT got drew what eight hundred thousand viewers. Correct me if I'm wrong. Eight hundred thousand. And it's a little over. It's a little over, yeah. And then which AEW basically got the upper hand for you know, I guess the Wednesday night war. Are you surprised by this rating? Start with you, Derek. I wasn't necessarily surprised because they aired a preview special for AEW on TNT the previous night like there was no real promotion for it and that scored like over 600,000 so I figured hey, if they could score that for uh, unpromoted 
preview special, they should crack over a million for the actual show. And the fact that they did, that's huge. I didn't expect them to beat NXT that much, especially in that 18 to 49 demographic, like it said that they did. But uh, hey, that's really good for them. That's a huge uh, boost in confidence for AEW on the first night out that they managed to beat NXT in the ratings. Yeah. How about you, uh, Fergus? Yeah, respect. I think there's still a lot of um, just main show WWE viewers who just see NXT still as just a developmental brand, and AEW like was presented with a bigger arena and so forth, look much more like a bigger deal as the premier show going up against NXT that's long running. So I can understand why a lot of people are more interested in the AEW premiere, including myself. So. Be interesting mm-hmm. to see how the ratings go over the next few weeks as NXT yeah. will obviously try to compete with that and appeal to the same audience. I'm I'm interested if they can sustain that ratings. And it'll be interesting after this Wednesday um, between NXT and AEW. Now, man, AEW announced the TV deal. Now, in, a few months later, NXT announced the TV deal. And we have a Wednesday night war. Now, you know what happened with the Monday Night Wars <laughs> years years later. Is this a good thing for professional wrestling or is this a bad thing? What are your thoughts on, on it, Fergus? Um, it honestly doesn't affect me much. It's like Thursday morning here and like neither. I can watch NXT live on the network still, I think, but I don't really <laughs> have much thoughts on it over here because neither of them are on TV over here. So it's just kind of watch whenever sort of thing, so don't have too much to say. On that one, it's Thursday morning dynamite for me. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, uh, um, Derek? Yeah, I mean, overall, I think the competition's a good thing. You know, it oh, yeah. gives the fans a choice, uh, whether live or on a delay the next day. But, yeah, I mean, overall, you know, despite their flaws, you have two pretty consistent, good wrestling shows on on the same night. And whether you watch one over the other, you watch one like the next day, or you watch the other on the network, it doesn't matter. You you still have access to both shows. So I think it's nothing but a positive for the fans, at least. Yeah. And now for me, it's it's kind of like a treat for me. Well, that it's on Wednesdays, but for some reason I keep thinking Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling is on Wednesday, but it's on Friday. I have access TV, so scratch that what I'm going to say. <laughs> but anyways, um, now, <clears throat> what is, now, I don't remember what the match is coming up. Did, did, they, did AEW announce any new matches for this Wednesday? Uh, anything about- yeah, I think like the... Um- that tag team tournament starts this week. And one of the oh, first matches right. is uh, the Young Bucks versus uh, Private Party. Private Party, yeah. i not familiar too much. I just watched, yeah, I think, one match of theirs. But they kind of remind me of uh, almost any of that tag team from NXT. Yeah, Street so Profits. Street Profits, there you go. They kind of remind me of that. So I, I'm going to save judgment for that for now. Uh, I'll be nice <laughs> for right now about them, but we'll see how they do. Um, but it'll be interesting come this day. Now, do you in the next five, ten? Well, you know, what? scratch this. NXT now, not NXT. Uh, AEW is pretty much going for the, I guess the Edge over the Edge rated TV fourteen. I know they were announced that, or not announced it, but there were reports saying that before their first TV debut, debut and I believe NXT still rated PG stuff. Does this maybe advantage for AEW for that Wednesday Night War head-to-head? What are your thoughts on it, uh, Fergus? Yeah, they still definitely have um, an advantage being on the other side of wrestling before you hear a lot of people win. Or why is WWE, PG, and so forth, and involvement shows, you can see, like, how much easier it is for sponsors and so forth if you have a family-friendly product, but WWE already offering that, so have a TV 14 
alternative if they appeal to the um the right sponsors the right advertisements and push themselves and really make note of that which a lot of people said oh i'm not really into wwe so watered down anymore and they can really um push that to people and i think that's that's a good idea they just need to push themselves heavily as an alternative to people that may not be aware of it because i remember for example with tna i was watching an interview with aj styles and saying how bad their the advertisement was that they had a show and then the hotel was next to the venue and the people that worked at the hotel didn't know they were having a show at that venue yeah yeah what were you what are your thoughts um derek uh i think it helps uh for sure uh, I'm of the belief that the rating that shows up on the little box in the corner of the TV doesn't really make or break what the quality of the show is. Like it could be a TV PG show. And if you have the right writing and the right talent and all that kind of stuff, you can still put on a good show, but it does help to be a little edgier and all that kind of stuff to appeal to that teenage young adult crowd that is so valuable for any TV show, let alone wrestling. So I think that gives AEW a slight edge over uh, NXT. Although NXT, even though they're not TV 14, they do kind of play into, you know, they don't, they don't really do anything raunchy in NXT, but it's not as gimmicky and hokey as the main roster stuff can be. But uh, AEW in that TV 14 range definitely helps them and we saw it on this show when you have one of your top talents having his head driven into a glass table so oh yeah yeah that's that that spot's crazy um now should nxt if push come to shove should nxt go tv 14 go over the edge um what what do you think um derek start with you derek i don't think they necessarily need to they can stay tv pg and they can kind of just keep doing what they've been doing for this entire time. Just do a better job of maybe taking away, not taking away, but kind of falling back a little bit on the over-reliance on wrestling that they've been doing these past few weeks in their first couple of weeks on NXT and do a, a little bit more character development and all that kind of stuff. You know, NXT is a place that has a lot of really great stories and a little great, a lot of great characters that they develop and churn out. So just put a lot of focus on that and it shouldn't really matter whether it's TV 14, TV PG, whatever the rating is. Yeah. What about you, um, Fergus? Um, WWE made it pretty clear that the hands are ties with advertisers and brands and sponsors and that sort of thing. And they really want to keep those relationships because uh, from what I understand the advertisement rate for Aurora and something went up even when the the ratings weren't doing so well and I don't think there's anyone from from what I understand the NXT audience are really happy with the product and they aren't crying out for it to be TV 14 and so forth so uh, I think it'd be fine to leave it how it is as people enjoying the, the product and they have for a long time now um, the, here's the, the little things I when I when I first saw watch TNA, their set you know their sets their interests look so amateurs, <laughs> amateurs is so uh, whatever you know it's not like professional. But when I saw AEW sets on Wednesday this past Wednesday, it looks pretty nice, nice set for for a company that just started months ago, and I thought it's pretty nice, professional and stuff. You know the little things. Um, what what, what do you think of this set? I'll start with you, Fergus. Yeah, the set was really good. I don't have much more to say on it. The set's really important. You see a lot of companies trying to get on TV and so forth, and there's like, there's some indie shows that have better production value. And like, it is very costly, but if you want to be on TV and present yourself as a um, as a competitor WWE, you need to obviously pump up your production as WWE's production's next level. So you need to at least or not be in a level playing field, but not be too far underneath their production value. What do you think? What about you, uh, Derek? Yeah, I agree completely. Um, the set was very nice looking, very slick, um, and made them look like a major league promotion, which is something that other wrestling promotions that have gotten on TV 
really couldn't get down. ROH comes to mind immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, they really never got that look of looking like a major league promotion. Whether they were going for that look or not, I don't know. But it never really impressed me all that much with the lighting and all that stuff, even to this day. But ROH has bigger problems than what their stage looks like yeah. these days. But uh, AEW, yeah, they really look like a major promotion, which is what their intention is, whether, you know, the people perceive them as that or not, that remains to be seen. I think so far, right, at least in week one, they do. So we'll see if that continues going forward. Yeah, it'll be interesting for the next coming weeks or so with AEW or, or AEW versus NXT on Wednesday Night War. Um, man, it's gonna take me a while to get used to it because Wednesday Night Wars, because you never thought you would see that a Wednesday Night War or between the two promotion. Um, I well, I didn't see that coming or I didn't expect it anytime. Do you expect see the Wednesday Night War so soon? How about you? Um, start with you, Derek. Um, no, I didn't really think that it was. A, much of a possibility, at least not to this degree. Mm-hmm. But then again, I didn't expect NXT to go live on USA. I figured it was something like NXT going live and expanding to two hours was something that I felt was a long time coming mm-hmm. these last couple of years, but I didn't expect them to put that up against AEW head to head. So that was shocking. And uh, yeah, it's definitely going to take some getting used to uh, and, you know, choosing which show you want to watch over the other, you know. How about you, uh, Fergus? Yeah, there's obviously a lot of parallels to the Monday Night Wars, but um, TV ratings are much less important now. There's people watching them. Oh, and there's plenty on demand services how you can watch um, AEW or another means. I remember some TV show where they didn't just factor in the ratings for how the show was doing. They also went through hashtags on Twitter and how much social media engagement they have for that show so as i said there's a lot of parallels to monday night war but it's a completely different time as far as television ratings and so forth goes there's so many other avenues to watch wrestling yeah yeah well yeah it'll be it's it's pretty encouraging in a drop uh i always say the more wrestling promotion the better whether it's wednesday night war thursday night war sunday night wars or whatever um, I thought this is good. Um, should be excited as a wrestling fan. Um, I'm looking forward for the next coming months. I hope AEW is doing well. We got another turn. If you heard, we already heard certain names whose contract is about to expire. Wendy Orton. Uh, won't be surprised you debut on AEW TNT. It's just a possibility. Um, well, what, do you, what do you think? You see that coming, or see that may happen? Uh, start with you, Fergus. Uh, I really don't see it happen. But if if I did, it'd just be a hell of a surprise. Like Randy Orton's just been a mainstay in WWE f- for so long. Randy Orton's just, he's such a good wrestler. It makes him look lazy. He's just that <laughs> effortless. Sorry to go off topic a bit, but I remember in Sydney, he came out, he wrestled Wade Barrett. Everyone's chanting RKO. The match starts. He goes for an RKO and misses. And then he does nothing. He does his usual stomp, stomp, whatever stuff. In the end of the match, Hits an RKO and got the biggest pop of the night, and he barely did anything. So I think WWE would do the absolute best to keep him. But if he just showed up and they did it, I think that'd be a game changer. That'd be huge news. How about you, uh, Derek? Yeah, I don't know. He he, he seems pretty bulletproof in uh, WWE. They let him get away with a lot, and I think that kind of caters to him. You know, he has a much easier schedule. When you see him on TV, it's rare that he looks like he really cares all that much which is why he can get away with saying whatever almost whatever he wants to say out there on live television so I think he has a nice cushy spot for life in that company but that's just a matter of if he wants it or not and if he up and decides hey I'm gonna jump over to this other company with my my boy uh, Cody Rhodes it would definitely be a shocker like that would be a huge a huge name for them to get, but yeah, I don't see it happening anytime soon or ever yeah. for that matter. Yeah, well, just like the old saying, 
anything can happen. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Now, one last question. This Wednesday, another Wednesday Night War continue. Which one you guys watch live? AEW or NXT? Or which one you get DVR? Um, start with you, Derek. Uh, I'll probably watch AEW again. I don't really recall them announcing a whole lot of big NXT matches for this week. I guess they announced a, like a, a Cruiserweight Championship match between Drew Gulak and Leo Rush, but yeah, I'll probably not watch that, or you know, I'll probably have AEW on the TV and just kind of glance at what's going on with NXT on Twitter or something like that, but I think I'll just probably watch AEW again this week. How about you, Fergus? Um, if I pick, I'll probably watch NXT only for the moment. The only way to watch AEW is through the Fight TV app, and it was like a subscription fee. I think it was like five Australian dollars a month, and that was like I couldn't see anything else that I wanted to watch to pay that fee. So hopefully, mm-hmm. there's an easier way to watch it because I have the WWE Network, but obviously that includes pay per views and so forth. And I don't want to yeah. sign up for another subscription service just to watch one wrestling show each week because unfortunately it's not on TV over here for the moment. Yeah. Um, this past Wednesday, I choose the DVR NXT uh, and I watch AEW Live, their debut. As for this Wednesday, I'm not, I'm undecided right now. I gotta see if my team, if my team play Wednesday, like I'm a Bulls fan, Chicago Bulls fan. Once regular season start, if the Bulls play Wednesday, I'm most likely DVR both, maybe. Unless the Bulls suck this season, then <laughs> I'll probably save DVR the Bulls game, save my remote controls during the TV. <laughs> but anyways, um, well, it's great talking to you guys. Unless you guys want to talk about Brock Lesnar. I know Fergus is pumped about Brock Lesnar won the championship yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I didn't watch SmackDown. Yeah, I did DVR it, and I was about to watch the kickoff. And yes, I DVR the kickoff. Don't ask why. I guess that's the way I am. But I I did read the spoiler or the the result basically with Kane. Kane, um, I refuse to say his last name now. Interfering. I know Fergus is pumped about Brock Lesnar. Uh, little quick. What are your thoughts on about the SmackDown debut on Fox yesterday? Start with you, Derek. Um, overall, I thought it was a decent regular episode of SmackDown, but in terms of this new and improved SmackDown on a new network and having a new stage and commentary and pyro back and all that kind of stuff, it it looks pretty, but it's pretty much still the same show as it was before. Uh, The segment that opened with uh, The Rock and Becky Lynch and Baron Corbin, that was fun. And the ending, ugh, <laughs> with Brock. I Lesnar saw the winning. ending. Yeah. Yeah. Brock winning the championship and like, what was it? Like four, five seconds or something like that? I don't know. Yeah. And Vasquez yeah. uh, coming out, which, hey, you know, got a big pop from the crowd. So that's cool, but eh. <laughs> How about you, uh, Fergus? Yeah, as you know, I'm an unapologetic Brock Lesnar fan. There have been rumors for months that Fox wanted a um, – they wanted Brock Lesnar. They wanted a more sports-orientated direction. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are really upset in the way Kofi lost. He can def- He's definitely – his character can eat that loss. He's not the first person to just be squashed by Brock Lesnar. And the tweet I saw from Xavier Woods, uh, hopefully they can um, – if they are going to go in that direction – build from it, but I don't think it's hurt Kofi's character at all. It definitely gives him sympathetic and it was a way better storyline of him chasing the belt than it was than he actually hold it. I'm really interested. I don't watch UFC, but I'm really interested to see where they um where they go with Brock Lesnar and Kane um Veliquaz. Oh that was my attempt at pronouncing his name, but um <laughs> yeah. Velasquez, I guess. Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um there, I read somewhere there's reports about Kane versus Brock Lesnar at the Crown Jewel. That's what I read. I don't know if I, I mean, I watched the fight in the UFC, okay? UFC fight, Kane's the one who beat the UFC, which it was an okay fight. But in professional wrestling, I don't know. Um, 
I don't know if this is a good thing or this is a bad thing. I guess this is their way of bringing more viewers, UFC fans to, I guess. I think UFC fans have more, what, what in the age group? I don't know. 21, the dirty, 18, or something like that. Uh, demograph. Um, but I hope we don't have Kane, Kane to, to be the one to beat Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. I hope not. <laughs> if not, I guess I'm going to have less care than any bald-headed guy. <laughs> I mean, according to reports, Kane Velasquez hasn't even signed an actual deal with the company, so I don't, oh, that, really? that'd be pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I thought he did sign the deal with the WWE. I, uh, I guess apparently not. <laughs> but anyways, um, it's great talking to you guys. Um, it's a great discussion regarding the AEW and a little bit of WWE SmackDown. Uh, I'm not gonna bother talking about Hell in a Cell, which is tomorrow. That's your plug right there. <laughs> I, I had to say one thing about Hell in a Cell. Bray Wyatt better win the WWE Championship. All that build from that character, which they did a great job building that character. All these for months and months. Better have him win the WWE Championship. Uh, what, what do you guys think? Do you mean the Universal Championship? Yeah, Universal Championship. My bad. Um. Yeah. yeah sorry. Keep going. Oh, oh go, go ahead. I mean, yeah. I just find it funny that. Like you said, the pay-per-view's tomorrow, and yet, as of right now, there are only four matches announced for the show. That's hilarious to me. So I don't know what kind of car they're going to slap together. I would much prefer, like, a two-hour pay-per-view with these four matches other than some four-hour bloated show with, like, 70% of the matches being something slapped together at the last minute. But, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, if you're going to have Bray Wyatt in this match, Bray Wyatt needs to win the championship. He's probably the most popular hottest act on the entire raw roster right now probably in the entire company in general so putting the championship on him should be the the outcome any other outcome in my opinion is probably a mistake yeah i agree and he's really over ever since he debuted his new character his new you know basically new character overall and he was really really over very well over. Um, and he's supposed to be a heel, but he's really over to the crowd. And I think people want him to become the next universe champion. And I think people will walk if he, they have Seth Rollins retain the belt. <laughs> That's what I think. But anyways, it's great talking to you guys. It's a great to talk about AEW, Wednesday Dynamite, NXT Wednesday War, WWE Blackdown, like I like to call it back in the days. <laughs> WWE and a little bit of the Hell so tomorrow, but it um Nick now follow me on Twitter, PDH10. Um also let's talk podcast I have a Facebook page. Um give it a like and I'll do my best to update uh and post whatever announcement with new guests come in or plans change, this and that, whatever. And also, next Saturday, I will have a guest on Let's Talk Podcast, which you might be familiar with him. He's a, I believe he's a co-host with one of the PWTorch.com wrestling podcasts with Ray Taylor. Uh, Todd Martin will be my guest, which we will talk about professional wrestling and maybe much, much more next Saturday. Um, also, Let's Talk Podcast is available nine, nine different platforms. And let's see if I can remember nine platforms. Pretty much doubt it. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, um, Radio Public, Podcast, uh, Overcast, and much more. I'm like a bar now. Uh, but you can listen to all the episodes, including this episode, for all nine different platforms. Um, and is there anything you guys want to plug in, um, guys? Like YouTube channel, Facebook, follow on Twitter or anything like that? Yeah, no, my YouTube uh, channels, um, youtube.com slash Fiction. I do mostly movie reviews as soon as they come out in Australia. We get a few films late and also do a um, weekly movie series. And at the moment, I'm doing a 26 A to Z countdown to Halloween of all horror and thriller movies. So if anyone wants to check that channel out, it's youtube.com slash Fiction. How about you, Derek? 
Uh, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at uh, at Best Heel Ever, and you can just see along with me as I run through the pay per views or the weekly shows and all that kind of stuff, and just give my thoughts on all of that. So that's the best way to contact me right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so check it out. Um, so, anyways, now have a good weekend. Oh, also. I will also have a guest on Columbus Day next Monday. Not this Monday, but next Monday as well, which Let's Talk Podcast will be a little bit busy next week. Next Monday, Kevin Anderson will return to this podcast, which we'll talk about the the bowl, the Chicago Bulls, which the season's coming up, which we'll talk about the depth of the point guard position and the center position. So that's next Monday on Columbus Day. Monday night, basically, which, yeah, we're going head-to-head with Monday Night Raw. Yeah, we're going beat to the, beat them on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> I have to say it, yeah, you know, <laughs> but watch, watch, watch. Let's Talk Podcast be crushing Monday Night Raw ratings. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> but anyways, um, is there last thing you want to say before uh close this out, guys? I'm good. Good. How about you, Fergus? Yeah, it was good talking to you both. Thanks for having me on again. Really enjoying your podcast, and thanks for having me on. Yeah, and you guys. Like I said, um, you guys are welcome to come back. Uh, I'll let you guys know uh, whatever we talk about. Um, but anyways, so everyone have a good good night. Um, have a good and tomorrow's. I know there's fo- for that, football game. Highway, if you can hear that. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> <laughs> That's live right here. Uh, well, this this podcast's not really live, but it's just recording. Uh, they don't have a live feature. In in this mm-hmm. app, uh, this app doesn't have live features, but maybe later down the road they will put it. But anyways, uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, oh yeah, tomorrow. Remember tomorrow football. So I'm gonna be watching all the games. So if you ain't heard, if you didn't hear from me in the next few days, it's either I'm really pissed off that my team my team is playing Monday. Foreign, I'm a foreigners fan. If you didn't see me by after Monday, either I'm pissed off <laughs> because they lost, or I'm I'm so drunk and get excited that the foreigners win. Take your pick. But anyways, so I'll be watching all the football games tomorrow and watch the Niners game Monday. So have a good weekend, everyone. Have a good rest of this coming new week, and talk to you guys next week. Peace out. <laughs>